Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we are here to bring you all of the things that we like about anime, dramas, uh, books, mangas, and all the in-between. So, let us start with, what are you drinking? I, today, shall be drinking some rosé all day. It's a cute little can wine. It's called Rosé All Day. It's from France. Rosé All Day. Um, <laughs> I was trying and to see, like, what else it said on it, but I, I, there's, like, really... It doesn't, like, say anything. It just says, live more, Rosé All Day, product of France. Paddock in the Casio Graphique, Protégé, Rosé Wine. And it was, like, Twitter, Rosé All Day. Instagram, Rosé All Day. Facebook, Rosé All Day Wine, an exclusive <laughs> importer, and then it says something else, and then, you know, don't drink, oh, you're like something else. <laughs> don't drink if you're pregnant, and then it says it's produced by, and it tells me the date, and then it says not for individual sale, so it's like, because it's like, it came in a pack of four, and then on the thing it says, like, the four cans is equal to one and a half bottle of wine. And then it says 250 milliliters, 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 and that the alcohol is 12.5%. Okay. Well, I am drinking a Boga Moscato uh, Frizzante, and it is a pale straw color with light effervescence. Aromas of macadamia nuts, elderflower, ginger, melon, and citrus. Wait, hold on. Medium sweet and mid-bodied. Okay. Why did I think that I was talking for like 20 minutes and it's only not even been a minute? It's because you've been drinking for too long. Okay, anyways. Um, Medium sweet and mid-bodied with soft bubbles and delightful fruit salad flavors. Uh, It's actually really good. The bottle itself is really good. I mean, it's only like seven point five percent. Apparently, it's like in a. It's made in Italy. It's it's really good. It's like sweet, sort of off dry and fruity, according to the LCBO. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think somebody brought this for my birthday, like, and we just didn't get a chance to drink it, so I just cracked it today. It's nice. very nice. Nice. Dangerous. Are you gonna very finish dangerous. the whole of it? Yes. I probably okay. will because, like, I Yay! put it in this cup. I put it in this cup, and that was literally like, oh my god! 75% After you finish recording, we should have like a date and watch a movie together or like yeah. something together because you know it's a Friday yes. night. Girl, about to kick it on this Friday night. <laughs> I ordered some Chinese food, so <laughs> I was so close to ordering Chinese food, guys. Like so close. And this is, like, I, I wanted to put this in perspective. When we started, she was eating a sandwich. So she actually <laughs> had already eaten it. And then she decided, because I said I was going to order Chinese, that she, whose phone, her phone is ringing right now, but that she was also <laughs> going to order some Chinese food because I had influenced her. So, <laughs> but then she decided not to. She said she was going to be stronger than that. So we applied. I was. I, and I said that I was going to get, I was going to, I have beef patties in the fridge, so I could always get beef patties. Yeah, I have um also in my fridge, like these, you know, like those edibles, like those, not, not the weed ones, but the um, edible arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> I have 
have mm-hmm. those like chocolate covered strawberries and stuff like that in Ooh. my fridge too. Oh, you're so good. You got everyone loves you. You got so much nice, cutie things for your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> actually, my coworker sent it to me. Like literally, I was like, I was like, I just hopped out of the shower and I was like, just a twice lover. Like, yes, yes, yes. So there's like somebody rang the doorbell, like banging on the door, coworker. and I was like, uh, okay. her coworker and, so I, like, and her. I'm shipping her and her coworker as of this uh, minute right now because they they got they got that friends to lovers romance coming through. Watch guys, watch. Um, um. While I do love Gary, uh, my coworker, I am I haven't seen him in over a year. So exactly. Oh my god! I don't know what's going on guys, there, guys. Guys, this is the story now. Do you see what's happening, guys? This is the story. This is a story. My heart so, belongs to friends um, to lovers. They were exchanged. They were estranged for a little bit because of COVID, and now they're <laughs> gonna see each other again when they go back to office. And then sparks are gonna fly. Oh my fucking god! This is it. This is what's gonna happen. I'm calling it. All right. We can actually <laughs> go to the next topic. <laughs> so the next topic, I guess. <laughs> next topic is. Anime and mangas. <laughs> All right. So uh, I feel like we have, okay, we're going to let you guys know ahead of time. Not only have we been drinking probably more than we normally do, but also <laughs> we didn't really do much. Nikki's on a break. <laughs> I've been on vacation. Um, just letting you guys know. Okay. <laughs> Before we even get into anything. Okay. Uh, I swear, so this, if this episode ends up being episode. like three hours long, then we should just, I don't know, because, bro, <laughs> this is what we do all the time. We're like, oh, we have nothing to talk about. It will be a lot episode. You know, we didn't really do nothing. And then it's like four hours of footage that I have to cut down. <laughs> to, like, <laughs> I know. I know, I know. Okay, well, right. so, guys, I did it. I finished Fushigi Yugi. Applause. I am actually surprised that I actually got through it because I didn't think I would. It was um how many hard. volumes is that? Eighteen volumes. Eighteen. Damn. Yeah. Damn, shoddy. So basically, read. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm gonna go over the the synopsis one more time because it has been probably like years and eons since we even talked about this. But basically, while visiting the National Library, junior high school student um, students. Miyaka, Yuki, and Yui Kongo are transported into the world of a mysterious book set in ancient China, the universe of four gods. Miyaka suddenly finds herself with the responsibility of being the priestess of Suzaku and must manipulate and must, sorry, must find all her celestial warriors for the purpose of, of summoning Suzaku for three wishes. However, the enemy nation of the god Siryu has manipulated Yui into becoming the priestess of Siryu. As enemies, the former best friends begin their long struggle to summon the respective gods and obtain their wishes. All right. So basically, we had ended, or I had ended, really, because Nikki had just given up. <laughs> but I had ended. You can't blame me, though. The, the end of, like, the first big sort of arc, because it's, like, two arcs. So the first arc was this whole wish thing with Yui and her against Yui, whatever. And then the second part is, like, so... Tamahon had been reborn in her world as Taka, and now they're finding out that there was this like fifth god because it was like supposed to be just four gods, and, and like the four gods sealed this fifth god away. 
and he's trying to break through through and like Suzaku and like Suryu and all these other gods, the, all the heavenly father, the he- heavenly four gods are losing power slowly as he's been, he sort of infiltrates the world more. And so basically like their whole goal is to find these stones that are supposed to like, I guess, bring Tamahone and, and Taka, who's his, his English counter, his real world counterpart into the same being and it was also like the key in defeating this like fifth god and um yeah so basically i was reading that it was basically like a rehash like it was almost like the same story except you know instead of just finding these <laughs> celestial warriors they had already known they already had them some of them were dead as we know <laughs> Um, so this is the part where I just, uh, have to let you guys know my Chinese food arrived. So, um, <laughs> back to Fushigi Yigi. <laughs> I can't remember where we left off, guys. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's my birthday week. So, you know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> as I was saying before, like, this is that second half where they deal with like getting the stones and defeating that fifth fake god and all of the crew is back together which is cute you know they get to sort of um resolve any like long-standing issues that they didn't deal with before they died and here's the bullshit part none of them got a chance to be alive again but Tamahome got a whole new life with new memories in the real world like bruh i know i kind of felt like they should have these characters that died should have been able to be like reborn you know right away or just like slid back into their right their life as it was i don't know but basically like like the first part of fushigi yugi all they really needed was the love of tamahome and uh, yaka to save the day because their love, you know, not only did it make them really naked at the end, but they also were able to revive the gods, the four heavenly gods, and who were able to, like, reveal the truth about the fake god Tenko, I think his name was. And then um, they literally had a choice if they wanted to live in the book or if they wanted to live in the real world. And they decided to live in the real world. And, like, the end was, of course, you know, what always happens in any of these these animes or mangas or whatever, you know, it's a time skip and they have kids because that's like <laughs> literally how you have to end every single story. And so, yeah, the whole point is, you know, like their friends from the book are in their hearts and one day they'll all be reborn okay, together no, really and they'll live forever. Though, why? Yeah. No, but really though, you just made a point. Like everything, it's always like, oh, epilogue is that they get married and have kids. But it's not realistic. It's not. It's just not realistic. Not at all. So, mm. anyways, continue. Sorry. Yes. Okay. So that was Fushigi Yigi. Um, I would give it like a two out of five. Um, okay. Two because I actually managed to finish it. Like I think it would have got less if I actually wasn't able to finish it at all. So. <laughs> Because, you know, since things, certain things are really bad where you can't even finish it, you can't continue. You're just like, I give up. Um, I think that because I was actually able to finish it, and I did, you know, feel little things. Um, like when Hodohori actually saw his son for the first time, and, you know, he tried to hug him, but he was a ghost, so he couldn't hug him. And he had to, like, Aww. possess Tamahome's body in order to, like, 
cradle his son. Um, so, I mean, there are certain things that were actually kind of nice. Uh, but overall, yeah, it was not good. And I, it's funny because this one and that, that, um, that anime that I don't know if we were both watching it or if I was watching it by myself. You know, the one about the like bed and breakfast? Yes. Those two. With the sexy ogre. Yeah, that, those are the two that I got from like a recommendation from Sunday Love, who's one of my favorite YouTubers. And I just oh, I, I realized, love her. She's in Japan, right? Yeah, she's in Japan. Yeah. So yeah, I realized that her taste in anime is not my taste in anime. <laughs> so through these two, so yeah, I'm probably not going to take any more recommendations from mm-hmm. her. <laughs> love you, Sunday, but just no. Anyways, so the other thing that I'm going to mention is an anime that I watched. I am still on a Gundam tip. So I watched Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, which actually was just released on Netflix. And it is an adaptation of the manga, you know, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway's Flash. We met Hathaway before in um, Char's Rebellion. He was stupidly in love with that guest girl and killed a perfectly good person because of her. And so we return with Hathaway, who is Hathaway Noah, who is the famous son of Bright Noah, um, who was like a huge protagonist in like the original Gundam series. And he is um, pretty, now he is actually not a part of the Earth Federation. He's actually sort of on Char's side, based on um, what I'm seeing here. So basically, like the, the whole point is that it's, UC, which is the Universal Calendar 105, oh, 0105, which is 12 years after the second Neo-Zeon uh, War. And the Earth Federation accepts the Republic of Zeon back into the fold. However, over the next few years, the Federation's greed and distress of space noise lead them to a manhunter units who forcefully de- deport underprivileged or under- undesirable civilians around the world to space colonies. Uh, a terrorist group called Mafti is led by Bright Noah's son, Hathaway Noah. Hathaway, who go, who now goes by the name Mafti Navu Aaron, is still haunted by his past actions regarding the death of Kess, who's just like one of the worst characters I've ever been confronted with in the history of the world. Um, <laughs> and reflecting upon the actions and beliefs of Char and Amaro. He started his terrorist actions against the Federation and its high officials as an act of revenge using the new prototype unit the rx-105 gundam or the z uh the ski gundam in response kenneth c sorry kenneth slag of the earth federation space forces assembles a cersei unit led by lane aimed piloting the rx is this just a description yes penelope in order to stop mafty so that's basically like the whole point of it right okay it's like versus hathaway why do you feel like um, you were reading like I don't know the chapter of the Bible or something because you know what it's funny like I was (laughs) this was actually about like this says it's the plot of it but if you actually watch it this is doesn't even touch on like actually okay this is literally like an introduction so you know what's going on you know um the movie itself was beautiful beautiful gowns beautiful whatever but the story itself like Hathaway is annoying as fuck um Gigi and Alucia who is like the geese or the guest of this this story is like a beautiful girl who has secrets who you know is promiscuous and sexy and like sort of flirts with you guys 
Whatever you are. <laughs> Great song. Um, so she flirts with Hathaway and Kenneth, um, and she basically like knows right off the bat that Hathaway is Mafti. And so, and here's the thing. Yes, Earth Federation is greedy. Greedy as fuck. And the Manhunters unit literally is just a bullying task. It's basically the police of right now. All they do is bully people um, and, you know, flex their their military might. So, like, I get why you don't like them. But his whole point is, like, human beings need to leave Earth and let the Earth, you know, rebuild itself and blah, blah, blah. So all the human beings should be in space. What? What the fuck are you even talking about? Like the same shit that happens on earth is the same shit that's gonna happen in space we've already seen it you know like i don't understand this whole like we all need to live in the space colonies or we all need to live on earth like just go where you go live your life um greed corruption all these things that you're trying to battle against they happen everywhere like every single place that you can find a human being that's what that's that's what's gonna be there you know yep so i just like his whole point is so stupid because even he's in the cab one time and the cab driver's like, you know, that Mafti, I kind of like him, but he doesn't like, is he really serious about everybody leaving Earth? And like Hathaway's like, you know, haha, like it sounds like a good idea though, right? Like it's good for the planet. And he's like, and the cab driver's like, yeah, but you know how expensive it is to get your papers and like to be able to actually go into outer space? Like, it's not like you can just do it, right? You actually have to like get your papers in order. You have to pay the fees to do it. Like it's, it's work. And he's like, I feel like Mafti doesn't even understand how it is to be, like, poor and shit. And Hathaway's sitting in the backseat like, huh, that's a good point. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are, like, what are you even doing here? Like, what is the point here? You don't understand the common man. So how are you here advocating on their behalf? You know? I don't like Hathaway, though. I think he makes poor decisions. I think he's stupid. Um, I don't like Char either. I didn't, like, really like Amuro. I mean... (sighs) The more I get into Gundam, the more I'm realizing that Gundam Wing really was its peak. But we'll see <laughs> as I continue this journey into Gundam. Because as I said before, it's going to be Gundam 2021. So I will definitely get into another series after this. Because the, there's going to be, like I think, two other movies. Yeah, so um, I'm going to wait until those other movies come out. And then I'll let you know how they are. But I'm definitely going to get into the other like series. Um, not Orphan blood whatever it's called um that was just too depressing i mean child slavery like i just no thank you i'm sorry i tried i just cannot get it's a no and then i read this i read it's it's, yeah it's i think it's like orphan blood something and i was like listen i read the cert the the summary and and like i read what happens in like you know throughout the series and basically everybody dies i was just like you know what i'm good (laughs) (laughs) i don't need all that you know so yeah, that's me. What about you? Ah, sorry, something tried to bite me. Um, okay. I watched. I watched an anime, guys. I watched an anime. Yeah. Where's my applause? Okay, I was gonna say where's my applause. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't remember anything. <laughs> to be fair, like, she said this to me before we recorded as well. I was like. I was like, honestly, like I watched like the like when I got to like the the series finale, I was like, damn, why do I not remember anything that happened? <laughs> but anyways, um, the anime I watched was Red Data Girl. Um, here's the plot: the story revolves around Izumiko Suzara, a 15 year old girl who was raised at the Tamakura Shrine, which is a part of the Kumano Shrine's World Heritage Site. 
She has the ability to destroy any electrical device that she touches. Despite being shy, she wants to try living in the city. Her guardian, her guardian Yukimasa Sagara, recommends that she enroll at Hojo High School in Tokyo, accompanied by his son, Miyuku Sagara. Miyuku has trained to become a Yamabushi from a young age, while in Tokyo... Oh, sorry. I mean, Yamabushi at a tongue age. While in Tokyo, on a middle school field trip, an entity named Himigami appears. Izumiyuki learns that she is a Yurishio, which is more properly a Yurimashi, as she's a person possessed, which is not an object, a vessel for Shinito, the spirit known as Kami. She also learns that Miyuki is tasked with protecting her. Okay, I got it. Sorry, I read it. Are you proud of me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why, do you, why, do you like, why do you sound like you're still confused? So basically, I we have... Basically, we have this girl, Suzuzara, right? And Suzara, she is like... Um, she is the red data girl or whatever, right? Which is... Um, she's like a type of person that can be possessed. And she gets possessed by a spirit. So she's like super popular where she's like, it's like, she's supposed to be like the, like, I don't know. It's like a weird, like the storyline is so, I don't know if it's like really hard to follow if I'm just dumb or if I just didn't care, but <laughs> she's basically like a combination of everything. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so basically we, we, we meet this girl, um, Uzumiko, um, Cesara, so Suzahara and Suzuhara, she is like a meek girl, like wears big glasses, is like gets bullied all the time. Um, has her hair like her hair has always been in two braids ever since she was young. And like she's just like she can't she's never owned like any electronics or anything like that. Because like every time she touches any of those things, like it goes haywire. Right. And so then she one day she's like chilling at school and then um her guardian um what's his name <sighs> yukimasa yukimasa who is so fine anyways he comes over and he like helps her and then basically we find out that like um suzuhara she's like a very special girl like the reason why she has to keep her hair is her hair braided is so that she when because like if her hair is flow freely she gets um possessed by this ancient goddess known as Himiyami, Himigami, right? And okay. so she always wears like her hair braided, but then throughout the show, she like learns to become like, you know, more bolder, more how that even though she does become possessed by Himigami, like her and Himigami are the same person, right? They they kind of okay. have like the same thing. So Himigami, she like wrecked havoc on like everybody back in like a hundred thousand years ago or something and then she's like oh Suzuhara needs to get older so that I can like fully take her over because that's what she is as a um uh Yurimashi which are like people who who can become possessed by otherworldly spirits so then we pretty much go through like her blossoming her awakening i guess and then you know there's a little enemies to lovers going on because miyuki hates her because she's like he's like oh you're a little pussy you don't know how to do nothing for yourself and then eventually they grow to like fall in love with each other <laughs> uh okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm just sure. paraphrasing and then you find out like you find out like a bunch of like weird stuff so, like i can't remember the actual plot i just know that she like 
she when she goes to her high school and she stops wearing her glasses when you find out that oh the reason why she was wearing her glasses was because it kept her sight at bay because she is that person that can be possessed she's able to see like ghosts and other spirits like and other worldly stuff as well so that's why she's been always been so scared whenever she was out because she was always seeing all of these people like all of these spirits and stuff and then they go on like little adventures and I don't know I honestly don't remember anything that happened <laughs> okay <laughs> I watched all 12 episodes too and it's just like it's like nothing's ringing a bell <laughs> um oh, fair enough fair enough Oh my okay. god, I just I just realized why you were asking about two plus two times four. But <laughs> Oh, you saw my thing, right? Yeah. Um yeah. red data to- girl. <laughs> so I would <laughs> I would give it okay, I would give it about? I would give it um wait, do we we rate we rate like shows out of ten? So I would give it a um six out of ten. <laughs> Oh, okay. If that's the case, then I'll give um, Fushigi a four out of ten because well, I give it a two out of five. No, but Fushigi Yugi is a book. Oh, I know, but still, I mean, if we're gonna, we should have like one form of measurement for all the things, you know, for all the things. Okay, but I like so out of ten out of, instead. No, but I like I read my book out of five. Oh, okay. Then okay, then we'll keep it. It's fine as long as we have like consistency. I think that's key. Well, that's you know? what I wanted. That's why I was yeah. saying like books and mangas we do out of ten, and then out of like five. Sh- yeah, sorry, out of five, and then yeah. like TV shows, animes, dramas we do out of ten. Okay, that's perfect. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah, that's. The anime and manga, like, did you do anything else? No, I still have to, like, pick us a manga, right? Yes, you did not do that, so. Okay, I will do that. I promise. Okay. All right, so we're going to get into dramas, and I'm going to be quick, because I feel like I probably have less than you. No, you don't. I told you, I only watched... Like the the six new episodes of <laughs> Be Together. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah. Then you can go. Me? Oh my god, I get to go before you. Okay. I, I mean, I like I have two things to talk about. So if you only have one, maybe that's probably just better. okay. 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 Oh my god, guys. All right. So, um, you know, the usual. Still watching, um, Be Together. Talked about it the last time. So. I think we stopped on, like, episode um, 10, I believe we stopped at. No. Let me calculate. Calculations. Yes. We stopped at episode. No. Yes. Sure. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> episode 10. We stopped at episode 10. It has to be 10. Because I don't. I think 14 was there, but I hadn't watched. I It was up to episode 14. I will watch whatever whatever words um so anyways we stopped at episode 10 (laughs) which I like think I told you like everyone's storyline like you know all the characters so like Mm -hmm. how Han Shuan is my favorite and then Xiao Xiao Yang is kind of like the star of the show and how I hate Xiao Lei um because she's a little bitch and then the doctor whose name I can't remember because she's actually such an irrelevant character which is sad 
she is like the older the oldest character and all that but like she doesn't really have much going for her mm, i just can't remember his name but anyway so we can start with her so from the last time i I, we, I talked to you i told you how she had like her patient who like was a i think i said in the thing that he was like a famous youtuber or something like that i don't remember what i said last time but i need to correct myself because he's actually a singer and so we like for their storyline um progression we kind of like he is showing interest in her and like wants to get to know her type stuff and so he invites her out to like watch him play and then like she's been hanging out with like his mom and like he's been hanging out with her mom and then like he kind of helps her deal with a little bit of trauma surrounding her dad's death and it was like it's like really cute like they're like very cute together but then there's like this thing where he is like where he's basically saying that he likes her but like you know he doesn't want to date her type situation um because like he's like there I I don't know I mean I was getting vibes of like him probably dying type of vibes is what I was getting like something that type of like mortality storyline you know yeah yeah that's the kind of vibe that I was getting from them but they're very cute like there's like this one scene where and I was like of course I was like of course show you would totally do this where like he's sub he's performing and she came to watch him perform and then hit the drummer for his band like got into a car accident so then he comes out and he's like oh our drummer's not here so like you know we have to cancel the show or like I'll just sing for you and then everyone started arguing and then all of a sudden oh she can play the drums because her dad was a musician and her dad taught her to play the drums (laughs) I was just like of course of course you guys would do that but yeah they're, they're they're cute um I mean, they don't really give me much of anything. So I don't think that they have, like, re- like chemistry. But, like, they're cute. You know what I'm saying? Do you, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Like, the story's cute, but you're kind of like, mm, there's something about it that's not Yeah. Me, maybe? Okay. Yep. And then um, Shaolay, honestly, I it's fuck that bitch all day, every day. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> She's so <laughs> annoying. Like... How are you going to say you don't want to date this man because, you know, he's divorced and as a kid and you don't want to intrude on his family? He's divorced. The fuck are you talking about, bitch? Like, you, he is divorced. Like, you're not yeah. intruding on this family. But she basically gives him up because of these reasons. And then, remember I told you that um, Xiao Yan's ex-boyfriend is a piece of shit, Lin Hao? He was, like, oh, approaching Xiao Le- um. Shaolin is like, oh, let me, let me um, work with me to get back Shaolin, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I will help you sooner because you're such a good guy. And I think you guys just have a misunderstanding. I believe in you as a couple, like, bitch, fuck off. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, you don't understand. Like, it's gotten to the point, like, for me, for those, like, the, the episode, so like, the, for the, what, I think I've watched nine episodes so for the nine episodes that i've watched between our recordings i just like every time she comes on because anytime she comes on screen that's independent of like her scenes with the girl it's with the fuck with fucking lin Hao because like he got like really drunk one night and she went and helped him and like all that stuff i literally just fast forward it i was like i don't give a fuck i'm not watching this and like, okay. like 
like I literally just fast forward it. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't care. And like, I'm like, why is this scene? I'm like, yo, bro, why is this scene like 10 minutes long? Like, I don't need to see this. Like, he is still trying to get Xiao Yan, right? And he's still very much jealous of um Xiao Yang and Shen Yi. And he's basically like, oh, you know, Xiao Yan loved me for who I was. Cause like, you know, he was like, I think he like he was with the the woman for the money and then she broke up with him because she realized oh he was just trying to use her for the money. And so yeah. then um she, she like he's like coming back to Xiao Yan and Xiao Yan's like, are you coming back to me because you want me? Are you coming back to me because like she dumped to you, blah blah blah. And then like Xiao Yan kind of got into this like problem and because oh my god. Oh girl, listen. <sighs> I don't understand. <laughs> The logic behind the like those those female characters that like the male lead, yeah, and then because the male lead likes the 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 female, female lead, lead, they yeah. just do like dumb shit. Like I'm like I don't understand the directors. Like she got so mad because like ah uh, okay I guess so Xiao Yang. I know I haven't finished Lin House thing yet, but it's a re- it's like you know chronologically. So Xiao Yang like, gets, gets tasked with this, like, very special project that she has to do. And then via that project, we find out that there's, like, another person who Shen Yi worked with in college in addition to his girlfriend, to his ex-girlfriend or whatever. The three of them were, like, kind of in, like, a situation or whatever. So he's his business rival. So they go to this event and basically, I forget his name, but the, the business rival was, like, saying, oh, you know, let's do a code off again and like if I win I get Xiao Yan as an employee and if you win I will double my investment into uh, Planet Confident or whatever right and so then Sheng Yi was like no I'm not gonna do that and so when him saying no was like the moment that Xiao Yang felt for him. She was like, oh my God, he didn't gamble me or some shit like that. Okay. But then the, the director, like her standards were literally the floor. Okay, but sure. Shut up. He's amazing. Okay. Anyways, so the director. Okay. It's because it's my man. It's okay. You know, I love my Fin Chang. But anyways, so okay. the director sees that and then she gets super pissed and she's like, oh my God, she gets so mad and she starts yelling at everyone and everyone has to work overnight and blah, blah, blah. So then she sets up Xiao Yang to get audited by like the finance department and basically is trying to get her, is like trying to get her fired. She basically frames her to get her fired. And I'm like, Aww. bitch, you, I'm like, you're so fucking dumb. Like this logic makes no sense because like it's like hello if she gets fired he's still gonna like her and now she, he has more free time to fuck her because she's not working like i was like if anything you're literally pushing them together by trying to get her fired because yeah. now they they can't like you know they like yes they can date but they can't like be like openly dating and stuff like that because he's he's her uh, she's his employee right but if you get her fired then it's a free-for-all. He can just fuck her out in the open. Like, dumb bitch. <laughs> Basically, anyways. I just don't understand that logic. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So, anyways. Um, so, <laughs> Yan, So passionate about it. <laughs> I just think it's stupid. Like, you like yeah. you make no sense. But, anyways. So, Yan, you know, she clears herself and um she actually cusses her out too she was like you're trying to frame me do you not do you not understand that you're my boss like they can blame you too you dumbass i was like she dragged her i posted it on her twitter like she dragged her and i was like yeah drag that hoe and but then she ends up like you know 
she so when she goes to find the girl who like set her up fucking lin hao comes over and he's like trying to protect her and gets into a fight and then xiao yang is like can you just leave me alone we're never gonna get back together she was like we are never ever ever <laughs> getting back together <laughs> and then yeah. like um so then when like that scene happens he got upset and he texted xiao lin he was like night thank um, it's nice to have met you. Thank you for all that you have done. Bye. You know that like depressing ass like suicide type text. I was just yeah. like, okay. I was like, am I supposed to care? Like, okay. I wish she would commit suicide. Like, leave, <laughs> get lost. <laughs> and, then, and then, um, Xiao Yang, like, she ends up getting like, uh. Getting away, like you're not like getting away, but like she clears her name. So then Shen Yi comes to visit. Like he comes back because he was like, I'm so sorry that I made you do that all by yourself. And then she was like, It's okay, it wasn't your fault. And then he was she was like, You got into a car accident, you came to visit me. I'm paraphrasing. Aww, um yeah, like you, okay. he was like, You got into a car accident, but you came here instead of going, and he was like, You had to come to you. It's like you're every like you're amazing and blah blah blah. And she like kisses him and then they like get together. It was a cute scene. I mean, personally, I think they could have like, you know, suck each other's tongues, but that's just me. I guess they were trying to be respectful because she's like a married woman. But like, you're fucking actors. We don't care. Um <laughs> okay. And they had like a cute little scene where they were like in bed and like she's like um I forget what she oh she asked him like how much he loves her and then he was like infinity he drew like the infinity symbol in her hand and then she's like Aww. I don't love you that much and she was like I don't love you that much and then he was like well she was like I only love you this much and it's like she just did like a fist and then she goes and this is the size of my heart and I was like because they're so corny and cute. We love it. <laughs> we love it. I was like, oh. And they're like in bed. And he's like, he like, he made her breakfast. And he's like staring at her. And then she, and then she's like blushing. He was like, I have to stare at you like this. Because I can't stare at you when we're at work together. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're so cute. But cute. I saw a clip and the ex-girlfriend comes back. So we'll see how the rest of these episodes go. No, when the ex-girlfriend comes back, that's when the drama happens. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then fucking Shaolay is like with Lin Hao. Oh my god. I'm sorry, but she's just a nasty, dusty asshole. Like, how you gonna be with your your best friend's ex-boyfriend of 12 years? Like, she dusty. She musty. Okay. <laughs> okay, tell me about you. Alright, so um, I started a new drama called you are my spring uh, with stars. My one of my favorite K drama actors, uh, Sa Hyun Jun, from Another Woman's Hand, of course. And it also stars Kim Dong Wook. And the storyline, or the the summary, according to my drama list, hopefully it's not spoilerly, is when Kang Da Jung finds a job at a five star hotel. She rises to the manager position faster than any of her fellow employees who were hired at the same time as her. Her problem is that she takes after her mother's portraits of men and dates men who are terrible like her father. Meanwhile, Ju Young-do is a psychiatrist who helps others heal their emotional wounds and find the will to live. However, he himself bears his own scars from not having been able to save his old brother and one of his patients. 
the two suffering from traumatic childhoods, sorry, tra traumatic childhoods form a heartfelt bond when they become entangled in a perplexing local murder case. So I only watched the first two episodes, sort of to get a feel of it. This drama is doing a lot, okay? Um, there's a murder <laughs> mystery. There is, like, sort of, like, the rom-com element. There is uh, the mellow kind of aspect of it. There's some contemporary issues of, like, domestic abuse. Like, there's a lot going on in this drama. I honestly, for the first hour, episode and a half, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, it starts <laughs> with this murder. Like, this dude on a car. Like, his he, he's fallen from, like, a bunch of stories up. And he's, like, landed on this car. And it's you sort of see the two leads react to it. And then, like, it kind of goes back to the beginning. And it was, like, really weird because, like, okay, so there are, like, six episodes in, so I don't think this is all all that spoilery. So, basically, like, uh, Da Jung, she is, like, working at this hotel, whatever. She's really uptight. She comes from a very dramatic past where, like, her dad was abusing her mom and, like, her mom literally, like, we don't know what happened. I assume her mom stabbed up her dad and then, like, left with them and they sort of, like, started anew. Or she just left them outright. But, like, basically the mom decides, like, in the middle of the night to just take her kids and run. So she leaves. And so we go to this. So basically, like, the whole point is that she has really bad taste in men because she has her mother's taste in men. It's kind of the idea, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, young do, young do, like, he is a psychiatrist and he also works for the police to help them out. But you don't really know much about him. Also, the fact that he was married to, like, this idol, like, this actress, right? And, like, they never slept together. It wasn't even a real marriage. And then it ended after a year. I mean, that's really all you know about this dude so far. And then the most interesting person is uh, Chae Jun, who is uh, played by Yoon Park. And he is in this, like, one-sided relation, like, love um, with our lead character, um, Da Jung. And he's, like, really totally into her. But then you find out that, like, he is also like a murderer and he murdered some dude and he he's like one of um young do's patients so because of the confidentiality he can't say that he's a murderer but he knows that he's a murderer and he know and and he's watching this dude like sort of try to get with da jung and it's so weird because i don't know where the hell this drama is going but then he he commits suicide by being the murdered victim at the end of the second episode like as i said i honestly don't know what's going on i i feel like girl i'm listening friends. to you and i don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah and this is the point right like i think like young do is is trying to like he can't reveal that he knows the truth about this dude right but he's literally told dai jung like don't date him don't talk to this man anymore like go away like whatever whatever but che jun like he's generally like okay Maybe it's like a Vincenzo effect, but I feel like I really like Che Jun, even though he might be a murderer and also like commit suicide, so he's probably dead now. I don't know, but like his interest in Da Jung seems so like, like it's real, you know. Like they're like, even though he's doing all this crazy shit, like his feelings for her are really real, and they have really good chemistry. So I was like really like, <laughs> I was not happy to see that this man maybe died i don't know i'm 
on my drama list and it looks like there might be a twin involved in this i don't know what's going on as i said like there's a lot like <laughs> it's like, like this it's drama this drama is trying to do a lot and i'm just trying to catch up you know i hope like i don't really mind the craziness i kind of like the chaos to be quite honest because it, it kind of makes me feel like i don't know what's going to happen next and you don't really feel that a lot of times with dramas you know so i am actually kind of into it so i'm going to continue and it is on netflix so like it's two episodes every week i don't know when it airs i just started with you know how i am i'm like on netflix like oh there's a new drama okay let me watch this so you know that's how that's going and then I did watch the second episode of Akma Pansa, which is like Devil Judge, starring Jisung and Jin Young and, you know, other people who are also very important. But like, I'm sorry, guys, that's all I got for you right now. And uh, so this budget has continued, which I'm very happy to see. Uh, Jisung's character, um, who is, you know, the, the main Devil Judge, I guess, is still crazy. <laughs> like still absolutely fucking crazy uh like just i don't i honestly have no idea where he's going with all of this um johan his name is ken johan he's a chief judge who punishes dishonest with no mercy and he literally like just pops up he popped up the other like in this episode like speed racing this this jackass guy and sort of like trying to bring him down uh we have uh, Sana, who is played by Kim Min Jung, who is like, she's part of like the Social Responsibility Foundation, which is like a religious sort of sect, but it's also just basically all powerful people making decisions for people in Korea. And you know, you have Jae Yun, who's uh, Gaon, who is you know the righteous man who always just wants to do the right thing. And honestly, he's annoying as fuck because like the last, the first episode, they actually got the CEO who like literally damaged the environment and like poisoned a whole bunch of old people and killed a baby. Um, you know, like they, the people had said he should go to jail and Johan had sentenced him to like 80 something years in jail. And you know, maybe he did not do it by the book. I get that, but gone like what you want to free this dude because he didn't do it by the book. What is wrong with you? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Him and his little partner girl, um, Soo Hyun, who's played by Park Yoo Young, like they're like the righteous. You know, like we always have to do the right thing, even if it means that the bad guys get out. Like what? This is already a dystopian world. You want to make it worse? Like they're annoying they, they're literally annoying because now they're like investigating johan because you know even if he even if the verdict was right we don't really agree with his methods like what let me let me slap these people if i could i would slap these people okay uh but i'm we enjoying like it haters. it is they absolutely haters okay absolutely haters so i'm gonna like get caught up i think there's six episodes in right now and i'm I'm actually enjoying it, even though it is generally not the type of drama that I do watch, but Jisung is, like, super fantastic in it. Absolutely. And, I mean, Jin Young is doing a really good job acting opposite of, like, a powerhouse, you know? Like, I thought he was going to falter a bit because I've only seen him... <laughs> I've only seen him in he is psychometric, <laughs> and we know how that drama went. So, uh... <laughs> But I also like Sana's character, like, um, who's played by uh, Kim Min Jung, and I think she's doing a 
fantastic job because she has like this really like really dangerous vibe but you know she pretends that she's like the secretary and she's not the powerhouse that she really is exactly exactly (laughs) and i'm just happy that there's actual chemistry between jin young and gil young because we i have not seen chemistry with a leading female actress and Jin Young for before. So this is actually really good. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if she's gonna die. She'll probably die, who knows? But <laughs> You're so messy. I, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, if Johan and Gaon actually started making out randomly during one of their like intense staring contests, I'd probably be down for it as well. Uh <laughs> not gonna lie. Oh, you know what I actually forgot? I am actually still watching Fury of Love, which is a Kai drama that I was watching. Um, And basically it's like about some, I don't know if I mentioned what it's about. It's like these film filmology uh, majors at this Thai university and it's four members, third, bone, two, and Kai. And basically like third is in love with Kai, who's his best friend, but Kai is like a total slut. And so like most, I'm only on episode eight. Me and Jimin are watching it for Nyan. And like, basically, third is just like a simp for Kai. And Kai is like the worst. Like, I literally wanted to fight this man for like six episodes. I want, I literally, if I could go in my screen, I was going to fight this man. Because he was just so fucking stupid and also disrespectful. He had the man in the trash. He had the man waiting out, like out until all hours of the night trying to get black paint tickets. He, third does, you know, the whole like, um card scene from love actually where you know they have the cards like you know i love you kind of thing yeah you know i watched that movie for the first time last christmas and i hated it (gasps) why did you hate it because i just didn't see how it was like a romantic movie but it i mean it's about hope right maybe i'm just (laughs) a scrooge and i have no hope (laughs) on anything you are a Scrooge. But anyway. You know what? Anyways. The person that I watched it with hated it too. So I don't know. I don't think it might just be me. I think it's the movie. I feel like if I had watched it, maybe if I watched it back in like when it aired or like, yeah. you know, just like even in like the 2000s, like the early 2000s or the, the early 2010s, I would like it. But it just was not hidden. But anyways, continue. Yeah, so anyways, he did that whole scene with the cards, you know, like, you know, I just want to say that I like you, blah, blah, blah. And Kai was like, oh, this is a good She's idea. She's not my black man, but anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah, well, she didn't cheat. She didn't cheat? She didn't cheat. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, she didn't, though. She was just I like, said, okay. thank you, but I'm in love with this dude. Okay. Mm. But anyways, yeah, so Kai was like, oh, this is a good idea. I should do this for this girl that I'm banging. And it's like, what? <laughs> but we're at a point where third is over Kai because he's disrespected him too many times. And Kai is just like, shit, I think I'm in love with my best friend. So the tides are turning. They're turning. And so I'm going to be very excited to see how that goes. And yeah, it's on Patreon for Nyan. So yeah. Oh my God. But anyways, <laughs> that's, that's all there. Do you what know that the end, this entire time, yeah. I thought you were still talking about Devil's Judge. And when you were like, <laughs> oh my you were like 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're at that point. You know, we're at that point in the story. And I'm like, did you just watch two episodes, bitch? What are you talking about where that point in the story? It's only been two episodes. <laughs> Anyways, my bad. Continue. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So um, Nikki's going through it tonight, guys. Just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> but okay. So I guess I'll go back to Devil Joe just to say my predictions. Because I'm still, there's still like a four episode gap at this point. And I don't think I'll be able, I, I don't think that I will watch it like weekly. I, I just don't think I'm going to do that, to be quite honest with you. So uh, <laughs> my prediction for like these four episodes is that I'm going to like hope for shirtless scenes from G- from Jin Young. Uh, shirtless <laughs> scenes from Jisung. And, you know, just more crazy like courtroom drama so that's kind of where i'm hoping to see and the yeah. thought like behavior that you just exhibited is extremely thought like um you know i'm a girl that kind of knows what she likes you know like i don't i'm not gonna pretend uh, like i'm above seeing hot dudes without their shirts on you know like i'm just not that person they look hot will... they the, yeah. the 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 um the 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 um the the k-poppers the k-poppers of this generation will call you a thirsty hoe and how you over sexualize idols and blah 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 like one hoe fucking throwing showing his ass in every fucking um instagram photo and they're like oh my god why are you guys sexualizing so much i'm like he wants to be sexualized why the fuck do you think he's doing that shit anyways continue no i actually do agree um wait do you have a book to talk about or no i do oh okay because i was like we should just go into the freestyle but never mind (laughs) never mind uh but yeah i'll just like say that if you know if you're working out a lot and you know your job does require that you be shirtless then i'm going to be about it because you could have said no so i'm just you know saying like and you worked out i mean some people work out to feel good somebody some people like bam bam work out to show off so i'm i'm definitely here for people who want to show off and you know i'm excited for it i have eyes i like men so why not <laughs> but yes let's go into books what are you reading you didn't read anything no i didn't read we're supposed to read the boyfriend project but i didn't get a chance to read it so i'm gonna read i only read like i read like two chapters and i was like oh i'm not really because you know i'm a mood reader so i was yeah. like oh, i don't really feel like reading this right now i think so like when i was younger i always wanted to read books with like women who were like computer scientists like me or like programmers you know software engineers mm-hmm. I always wanted to read books with them but then when I sit down and read books with them now because I think because I'm like just so miserable okay yeah that no you know what I'm saying like like, like yeah, just yeah. being like miserable at your job so I feel like I'm because I'm so miserable I um I end up like not enjoying it as much if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so like her talking about like you know enjoying her job and like stuff like that and I'm just like oh or like just like some of it also just doesn't feel like escapism it feels kind of like too real like you know when they talk about their discrimination 
in their field because like yeah because mm-hmm. like the white person gets this and like stuff like that it's like you know i kind of i'm like living that and so then it just doesn't feel like the escapism that i'm aiming for when i read books sometimes so yeah, that's just absolutely. like kind of how i felt but anyways um so i read three books between the time that we well i read two books i dnf'd a book um <laughs> so the first one which is the one that i rated the lowest which is the one that I DNF'd. It's called One Last Stop. So last year, if you were into any type of book talk, book tube, like bookstagram, like if you're just like in the, the book world in general, and if you use Goodreads, then you would be aware of this book called Wed... Wed. Wow. <laughs> called Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was, like, the book of the year. Like, it was given bromance, um, bro love, the best bro that ever broed in the bro bro. You know, bro bro. Like, it was giving them the boy love that everyone needs. And it was given the gayness that everyone needs. Um, okay. So... A lot of my mutuals loved that book. Like, they loved it. They, like, gave it high regards. Very few people that I know have actually disliked that book. Um, And I feel like I would kind of fall into that corner having read the this. this, So the follow-up book slash the second book that this person has written for this year, um, the the author, Casey McQuinston, so she wrote, so like the, so the red, white, and royal blue is a boy love. Um, one last stop is a girl love. And I believe I spoke about this. I don't know if it was recorded. I don't know if we recorded it when I spoke about it or if I just spoke about it in general, but someone had reviewed um, one last stop and saying how they didn't like it because they felt like they couldn't relate and blah, blah, blah. And I thought like her entire demeanor she like basically said that the only reason she didn't like it was because it was a girl love story and not a boy love story. And I, I think we we talked about it on things. Yes. We talked about like boy love and blah blah blah. So I picked it up, like I, I put it on hold at the library, and then the library was like, Oh, it's available. So I was like, Oh, I mean, in theory, it sounds cute, right? So one last stop. Um from the New York New York Times bestselling author of Red, White, and Royal Blue comes a new romantic comedy that will stop readers in their tracks. Cynical 23-year-old August doesn't believe in much. She doesn't believe in psychics or easily forced friendship or finding the kind of love they make up movies about. And she certainly doesn't believe her ragtag band of new roommates, her night shifts at a 24-hour pancake diner, her or her daily subway commute full of electrical outages are going to change that. But then there's Jane, beautiful, impossible Jane, all hard edges with a soft smile and swoopy hair and saving August's day when she needed it the most. The person August looks forward to seeing on the train every day. The one who makes her forget about a city she's lived in that never seemed to fit and her fears of what happens when she finally graduates and even her cold case obsessed mother who won't quite let her go. And when August realizes her subway crush is impossible in more ways than one, namely displaced in time from 1970s, she thinks maybe it's time to start believing. Okay. And then like the rest is like, Casey McQuinston's One Last Stop is a sexy, big-hearted romance where the impossible becomes possible as August does everything in her power to save the the girl lost in time. 
So, like, you know, I was expecting, like, you know, something cute and, like, magical and, like, just, like, fun, you know? Um, It was boring. It was it was giving me <laughs> nothing. Like, first of all, I find August to be so fucking insufferable. And I'm not saying, like, you can't have, like, characters that, um, like, it's okay to have characters that are, like, very cynical and, like, you know, they talk down about themselves, talk down about each other. Like, it's fine. But, like, maybe she just she was just giving me white privileged girl who moves to New York and thinks that everything should bow to her will types of vibes. That's just, like, the vibes I was getting, you know? Like, she was just giving me, like, basic white bitch Lena Dunham vibes. And I just, it was just, like, so boring. And it just felt so inauthentic. And I don't know if it's because I'm someone who is like a New Yorker adjacent, I guess. But like as someone who has been like is so close to New York and goes there all the time and blah, blah, blah. You know what? People don't drag me. I'm not a New Yorker. I'm just saying as someone who is very, very attuned to New York and stuff like that, which means that people who live in New York will feel even more different like even more kind of like disbelieved in the shit that happens than I will because they actually live there and I'm just adjacent to it you know what I'm saying yeah I know what you mean yeah but yeah like it just felt just so contrived and there was nothing that was saving it because like I felt no chemistry between um Jane and Case uh, August it was just giving me nothing and like even the sex scenes the entire time I was just thinking you you fucking nasty for fingering in the fucking subway the subway is disgusting mm. why are you you know what I'm saying it's I was like, like nastiest this- place that you could I mean wasn't it flooding the other day I was just like the entire time I was just thinking this shit is nasty and like I sat down there and I was like as I got to like about the 60% mark and stuff, I was just like, oh my God, I don't care. Like I literally sat down there and I was like, I fucking do not care. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to finish this. And then my friend was like, why? And I was like, oh yeah, why? Why would? I, why am I going to finish this? Why? Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to. I was like, I don't need to. So I DNF'd it and I gave it one star. And I was like, I'm sh- I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm so happy for all of like the way that LGBT stories, like Casey is like um, magnifying LGBT stories, but it was giving me nothing. Like it was, it was just not, it was not it. It was not it. And I'm glad I'm not the only, like granted I am in the minority. I think Cindy gave it five stars. Really? Yeah. But she said totally biased because of the pro- the protagonists weren't both women. I probably wouldn't have rated it five stars. Uh, that's the, her first line for her review. But um, a lot of people have give, like a lot of my friends have given it five stars. Um, and I know I'm in a minority of giving it a one star, but like it was just it was so boring. And so then I like went and looked at like the reviews for people who gave it like two and one stars. And I did see that quite a few had similar complaints to me in that, like, it doesn't feel real. And, like, a lot of people stopped when they read the line where the white protagonist was basically telling the um, Asian protagonist that racism is not a big deal anymore. So. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But yeah. So then going in numerical order, the next. So I gave that one star. So then the book that I gave two stars to um was duke of charm and it's a historical romance and so um a woman unjustly imprisoned 
a Duke jilted at the altar. And it's like Lady Samantha Wallace has been in love since childhood with her brother's best friend, the Duke of Colburn, but George only sees her as a little sister. She weds a Viscount who is what? Of course, he only sees her as a little <laughs> child because they need, she needs to become an adult who fucks people for him to see her as somebody else other than like a little girl that used to follow him around their house or whatever <laughs> she wants a viscount who is george opposite only to find herself trapped in a miserable marriage when she becomes a widow she is held against her will and finally escapes vowing to live her own life to live life her own way and never be controlled again george is jilted at the altar and becomes one of london's most scandalous rakes betting women left and right after years of being a duke of charm though george is tired of his meaningless existence and decides he is ready for a change which includes finding sam who is now a widow and asking her to be his duchess fate brings george and samantha together at a house party where the desire for one another ignites in a torrid encounter yet george let samantha refuses to wed george determined to learn sam's secret and make her is george will do whatever it takes to fight for the woman he's always loved will samantha be es- be able to escape escape the past that still haunts her and finds happiness with the duke of charm <laughs> so dramatic um anyways i gave it two stars because it was cute but it was an easy read and it had no substance. <laughs> wow. It was, giving, it was giving nothing. Like, honestly, he's like, I just, so here's my thing, right? So, like, basically, the, the story tells you what happened. Like, she, she was like, oh, I like he, well, she didn't tell him she likes him, but then he decided that he wanted to marry some bitch. And then she's like, oh my God, this bitch, you're gonna marry her, whatever. And so then she marries this, like, pussy. And then she goes, like far away from like her brother and him and then the pussy turns out to you know be a super pussy because like his mom runs everything and she never had like he never fucked her good she got pregnant lost the baby and then does um cut like then (laughs) this is the funny part okay so Everything in this book is so predictable. So basically, her husband and her cousin go to, like, bring her cousin to school, right? And then the cousin comes back and is like, oh, your husband died, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, he killed him, but whatever. Um, (laughs) And then she's, like, she mourns for a year, and then she's ready to leave. She's, like, she's ready to go back home to, like, you know, back to where her brother is because now she's a widow. And then the mom was, like, the stepmom or the mother-in-law was, like, no, you're staying here. You're going to marry the cousin. And then they lock her up in the the tower for, like, two years. And then (laughs) then she, like, escapes. Right? Yeah, I was, like, that's a lot. Okay. She escapes. So she escapes, and then she runs into, like, George and her brother, and her brother's an asshole, and he's, like, fuck women women are the worst they're just supposed to be fucked and that's it point blank and then george is like you know i'm done fucking all kinds of women i need to get back to sam like sam is who i need to marry and in my mind i'm just thinking like of all the bitches that you need to settle down with why is sam the one who's supposed to be your duchess and then like eventually in the story they tell us oh you know he's loved her all along and i'm like uh but you say no you're contradicting yourself because you fucking said like when you first saw Sam, that like you you never had those ever feelings. Like, why are you lying? Why are you being a single? But anyways, <laughs> yeah. So I slid in that Love Island reference. Anyways, um, right. So 
they like it was weird like it was cute in some senses but also like a very weird story that's why i could only give it two stars because like it just like like she was like you know i can't marry him like i i, I won't like we can fuck but i won't marry you for like one chapter and she was like you know i'm gonna like flirt with everyone she first with one person and it ends badly so then she stops flirting with everyone and then she's spending all her nights with him and then like it just like she just it just did like a 180 like it just felt like there was just like no i don't know it was a it was a short book i guess but like it was just not given what it was supposed to give yeah so i gave it I two stars okay. and then the last book that i read is um zodiac academy and it's so i read this because one a lot of people i've, I've it's for a long time i've seen it being like mentioned and then um, I joined a book club and the book of the month is this book. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect time for me to read it. Regard- right. Because like I have to for book club. So yeah. <clears throat> Zodiac Academy. Um, it's by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valentini. <sighs> I have to take a deep breath. <laughs> you have been selected to attend Zodiac Academy where your star sign defines your destiny. If you're one of the Fae, elemental magic is in your blood, and apparently it's in ours. As twins born in the month of Gemini, we're a rare breed even in the academy of a supernatural assholes. Changelings were outlawed hundreds of years ago, but I guess our birth parents didn't get the menu, the memo, which means we're totally unprepared for the ruthless world of Fae. Air, fire, water, earth. No one has ever harnessed all four until we arrived. And it hasn't uh, made... Um, I think Aang and Zatura have something <laughs> to say about that, okay? <laughs> Shut up. And it, hasn't been, and it hasn't made us friends so far. As the rarest elementals ever known, we're already a threat to the four celestial heirs, the popular vindictive bullies who happen to be some of the hottest guys we've ever seen. It doesn't help that they're the most dangerous beasts in the academy and probably on Earth too. Our fates are intertwined, but they want us gone. They've only got until the lunar eclipse to force us out and they'll stop at nothing to succeed. We never knew we had a birthright to live up to, but now that we do, we intend to claim our throne. We can't, what? Mm, okay. We don't expect any help from the, fa- the, fa- the, fa- from the faculties when it comes to defending ourselves. So if the dragon shifters want some, ta- some target practice, the werewolves want someone to hunt, or the vampires fancy a snack, then we have to be ready. But we're, we've been looking after each other for a long time, and fighting back is our blood. Today's horoscope, totally screw. Okay. There's a lot going on there. Um, wow, my okay. mouth hurt talking about that shit. Holy shit! <laughs> Woo! But basically, so um, I don't know how many like academy-based books you read, but basically, what I would call this is um, Harry Potter meets Mythos Academy meets Elemental Academy. And I don't know if you've ever read any of these books, but I that's, have not. But that's what I mean, I would, Harry Potter. I've read Harry Potter, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I've like. That's what I would classify this as. So basically, like you know, there they we meet um the girls Tori and Darcy, and they're twins. And like you know, they they were in the foster care system, and they're eighteen now, and they get to like go um basically like they're eighteen now, so they so they right they they no longer can like live with their foster parent, and like we're introduced 
to Darcy's point of view first. So it's, it's told in both their point of views, which is interesting as well. And we basically like learn you like you you see them like oh Darcy's trying to like date this money because they need money and then they get approached by this professor who's um one of the fae well he's from the fae world he's not a fae but you they get approached by this professor and they're like hey like you are not human like you need to come to this next world with us like you have a hidden inheritance there and then Tori's like oh money okay let's go um okay. <laughs> then he was like you have to enroll in this school zodiac academy and he basically tells him that like zodiac academy is the school for all the supernaturals in their fate in their land right and so when they go there like they immediately get like you have to figure out what your element is because like each species has its own element and when the girls go it turns out that they have all four elements and then it turns out that oh there's more to these girls just being these two girls that came from the human world, it turns out that they are the rightful heir to the throne because... Oh my god, that's a lot going on. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 um, Harry. Who, like, yeah. literally had a choice of houses in the hat, like, on his first visit. Like, no, but that's literally what it was. Yeah. No, so, okay. so it turns out that, like, you know, they they have to, like, um, so they're, they're like, heirs to the throne like their parents were the, the rightful heirs and their parents got killed 18 years ago so then and then they have all the elements and then the same time there's these four guys where they are the house captains which now that i think about it how were they sophomores those guys sophomores but they were the house captains that is not at oh well no they are the celestial like they're just they're the celestial like um crown like i forget what they're called but basically like because their parents died so because Tori and Darcy's parents died the four families they took over and then mm. so like so each family so like when they became when they become when the four boys become an adult they'll rule the kingdom jointly right but now that the girls are there they feel threatened and so then that starts this whole bully romance going on um <laughs> Right up your alley. Okay. No, you know I hate bully romances. You say that, but then you end up reading all of them. So, like, <laughs> what's the truth? I, I know, know, I know, I know that. Shame on me. But you know what? I think I talked to you about this where I said, I realized that I hate bully romances in a contemporary setting. Um, I can deal with it in a supernatural sense. So, like, in this book, I could deal with it because, like, the girls were also powerful. Yes, they haven't tapped into their power as yet, but they were still able to fight back for certain things. Whereas, I feel like in a contemporary setting, when it's, like, this super rich guy and he, like, gets her family fired and, like, kicks, you know, like, does, like, the most. Like, it's just hard. I feel like it's just harder, you know, for, yeah. like, you to come back from that type of situation where this girl will absolutely never have as much power as he does. Whereas in in this, the supernatural, and they're both equally within the power. Yeah. But anyway, so the four guys, um, Max, Seth, Caleb, and Darius are the four guys. And then, so it's not a harem, reverse harem story, which like, boo. Um, basically, so like, you know, basically they had to like figure out like, how like they have to figure out about this world like they know nothing and then everyone's like oh these girls know nothing like no fucking shit they know nothing they spent 18 years in the only world that they knew exists the human world (laughs) like obviously they don't know what species are they don't know how people 
take magic from each other. They don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like I got so frustrated with every like every character was like calling them like dumb and like wow you can't even do a basic mind shield like I'm like what's not clicking these girls grew up in the human world they don't know how to do anything they did not grow up like y'all <laughs> but basically like um the first book was just like a appetizer honestly it was wild to me because like everything that happened was only like two weeks and it was like even though every like a lot of things happens also nothing really happens like basically the first book was just like them getting bullied by the boys and then like them sprinkling like a little mystery that something's gonna happen and then like it was kind of weird how this the book came to an end just because like I didn't think it would end at that point but then I realized that there were seven books so I was like oh oh wow Okay, so I know absolutely like Harry Potter because I was like, I was like, shit, oh, girl, <laughs> please, they'd be like docking points from them and all that shit. And then like the thing is like it's such an adult version, like it's supposed to be like a, I would say it's a naughtier Harry Potter because like, so I'm just gonna talk about the romance because that's the only fucking thing I care about. Like the world building is like there, but like also like do I care? No. Um, <laughs> so um, Darcy, like her, like she. And the, like, you could tell right away that her and the fucking, like, teacher have, like, this really strong um, sexual chemistry. But then the author tries to make 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 sure you know that the teacher is only, like, he's probably, like, if she's 18, the teacher is probably, like, 24 or something. Like, you know, like, he's very oh. young. He's very oh. young. Except, is he young, though? Because, like, the teacher's a vampire, so... Yeah, like when did he actually die? You know how long right? was that? You know you gotta you gotta do the math. Like Angel was two thousand years old or two hundred years old, sorry, um, when he was with Buffy. You know, but he died at like okay. I'm gonna say he looked like he was twenty eight, but he was also like a very drunken Irish man, so he probably was like twenty two. <laughs> but like you knew immediately that this girl was gonna ha- that that Darcy and the teacher because like Darcy was like my breath hitched he looks so fine blah 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 and this is the thing with this book too it's like even though the men were bullying the shit out of them were like being mean to them and shit they'd be like they're so hot if i was into hassles then they would definitely be my type and i'm just like i can't honestly i get that <laughs> because i think like for me a lot of times if somebody's like oh you're like i'm really into you, you're pretty blah 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 i'm like mm, that's nice but i kind of like the challenge <laughs> And I kind of like, you know, when there's like that spark, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think it's like, it has to be interesting, you know, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of like, I, it's funny because I read and watch a lot of romance, like soft romance, you know, like where people are giving sonnets, you know, to the person <laughs> that they love. But personally, I'm not into that. <laughs> I'm not. It's not as interesting for me in real life. Maybe it's the drama person in me. Maybe it's the Jamaican in me. I don't know. But yeah. But anyways, so um he like he ends up being like her special tutor too. And I was like mm-hmm. I was like, girl, I was like, of course. And I was like, well, I was like, obviously I was like, obviously that's the main love line and every like any other boy that she has like any attraction with is not serious, right? Because like very clearly that's the main love line. So like her so then she kinda like there's Seth, right? He's the heir He's heirs, um, heir. So like heir house, heir. Yeah. 
yeah and like he's a werewolf so he's very touchy-feely and he's always like touching up on her and like he's hate her from so wait is this this is high school or is this is like no it's college it's like yeah it's like a university okay okay okay. because like i wasn't like i'm tired of high schools yeah no 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 no. it's university yeah it's university i mean there's still a power imbalance because he's a teacher but it's not as I think as yeah it's not like, a yeah that's how I feel whatever okay, okay yeah that's how I feel so anyways so um her and Seth like had like a thing and then like Orion would obviously be so jealous he was like so jealous because like they went to like a like a club and um she was dancing with Seth and then she goes to see Orion the next day and then he was like she was like yeah I'm definitely because like they were trying to f- they're trying to figure out their order like which is like your order is like what species you are essentially and so mm-hmm. he was like, oh, hang out with the werewolves. And then she was like, yeah, I'm definitely not a werewolf. And then he was like, oh, yeah, how did you figure that out? By, like, rubbing your butt all up over Seth. And I'm like, you're her teacher, dude. Like, calm the fuck down. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, so that's that love line. Like, her and Seth had a weird thing. I, like, I'm a little bit mad it was Seth. And, like, I'm hoping maybe in, like, the next books, like, her and Max will have something. Because Max is, like, the only black person in mm. the main character cast. And I was, like, I would, like, like, it's okay if you throw in your diversity. But, like, give your diversity a storyline. I mean, granted, he is, he's kind of, like, the seat, the low-down asshole, right? Because yeah. he's a siren. And so he can absorb like any like your feeling, and his yeah. favorite one to absorb is your fear. So that's how he gets your power, and that's like what this entire school is about. Like everyone just like any way that you can take power from people, that's how they take it, right? That was an interesting concept, though. Yeah. So um, he needs a siren so he can take. So and his favorite obviously is fear. So he basically lets them like he like one time was like comforting them and like they tell them they told him like their deepest fear and then they use that against them um to scare them back to be like fucking quit this school you dumb bitches but um (laughs) yeah i like him he's the water captain i just feel like like i'm like okay you included your diversity like you should actually make one of them like a viable option in this love story that you know you know what i'm saying like like okay, you, you you made a black, you made one of them black, but then you also gave them, like, no, nothing. Granted, our two ladies are Latinas. Um, That's fine. But they don't know anything Latin. Um, because they, well, they're adopted. Yeah, so they, they did okay. not grow up Latinas. And then, like, they she does have, like, this one, like, Latino character where he, Diego... Um, where he like said something actually you know what so this is like the one wait wait I'm gonna go back to that I'm gonna stick a pin in that and then come back to that so anyways so um and then Tori her main love line is with Darius which is the fire um guy and he's a dragon and he's like the richest of them all and of like the, the best one and blah 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 and he's a dragon they're like the oldest so that makes yeah. sense yeah <laughs> and then like um she also has like a kind of like a love line with Caleb. So like in this book, um, her and Caleb kind of are a little bit closer than her and Darius, because um, Caleb was like the first. He was he's a vampire as well, and he bit um Tori on the first day because like they don't like when Tori disrespected them by turning their back on them or whatever. And so um, her and Caleb, but then it seems like Caleb's like a not actually secretly nice and like basically Caleb fingers her in the classroom i just wanted to get to that point 
he fingers her in the classroom. And then they kind of yeah. enter into like a weird, like secret type of thing. But then you know that Darius is the person that she's going to end up with because like he like strips naked in front of her and like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's like, they're like star. So her and Darius are like star-crossed lovers. And then, uh, um, so the comment I was going to, so the final comment I'm going to make is that with this book, um, suddenly is not a thing. Like, it, there's nothing subtle about this book whatsoever. Like, <laughs> everyone's last name tells you basically what house they're in <laughs> um, okay. or what their power would be. And then it's like, Diego is like so stereotypically Spanish and like it's just not like it's just like very predictable and mm. you can you know what's gonna happen before it happens you can guess this like I feel like they didn't even try hard to name like the teachers like I'm basically <laughs> like <laughs> like one of the teachers is like I don't I don't know like basically let's say she's her like she's the water teacher and her fucking name is like fish or something like that like i swear <laughs> to you like fish or something like the like the 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 earth teacher's name was like tara i'm like or like max is like a not max up uh, caleb's a tara or whatever and i'm just like you guys are so annoying like i was like you guys didn't even try hard but i gave it three stars because i was entertained i was like you know what yeah. i was entertained um it was fun i don't I don't know. I'm. I, I thought that I would be like super into it, in that I would want to read like you know all the books because like all I think it's only six books that are out right now. I think the seventh book is like in October or something. Um, mm. and you, I was like, you would think that I would just like want to immediately read them all, but like I don't. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll read one like every month. But it did put me in the mood of wanting to read like a full academy series so i keep searching for one but they're all like all the ones that are on kindle plus that are like a complete series yeah are like bully romances and i'm like Mm. what so i was like matt i see just because you're like oh i want you to tell me that i'm like a bully romancer but anyways that's it for me i'm sorry i spoke for like 30 minutes guys it's okay it's okay um (laughs) all right guys so we're gonna get into the freestyle um i will admit I didn't have a topic ready. I apologize. Yes, let me let me drag her fam. Like, you know, anytime she's like, Nikki, think of a topic. I come on deck ready prepared. I have like my 500 page thesis and I'm like, we could do this or this or this or this or this or this or this. She did not give me anything, guys. She did not put in any effort. She was given a loser. Okay, I will, I will accept it. It's fine. Uh, once again, I am on vacation, people. Uh, I am not here to do work this week. I am here to just chill and relax and not do anything. I've watched Sleeping Beauty like five times this week. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> because that is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. And so that will, and I actually did get caught up in like Bob's Burgers and American Dead. So like that has been my week so far. Well, okay? that was me though. Like I spent the entire week just like, emotionally invested well not like emotionally invested but like just like very invested in love island like i tell i told you this before we started recording like every summer i just become like a reality tv hoe because like love island's on and like they have like real housewives of potomac which is like the best one and like just like different like reality like married at first sight is on now like i was like this is reality tv summer for me because i just like it just entertains me 
Yes, basically, I know about Love Island and everything that's going on because of you and some of our fellow mutuals. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, um, not trying to get into Cinco information at this time. Um, but anyway, so freestyle, basically anything we want to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to say uh, JB is dropping an album in August. Kyungsu is also dropping an album, but he's not giving us the R&B. Oh wanted. my god! Don't even he's talk about it. Like that man, just like, I just can't believe he would do me like this. Like, ter- how do you just re? How do you do this? Like, how do you embarrass me like this? Like, you mean to tell me you can? You you didn't think like fucking Kai and Baekhyun went and gave me a, like I like them, but like let's be real, they don't have the voice for. R&B album and I just feel like it's disrespectful that Kunsu has not given us R&B Sue yeah no I get that and I I mean I had put out a tweet said saying that nobody asked for this and somebody from Germany had reported it to Twitter um I know this because Twitter sent me an email saying this tweet has been reported from Germany but we did not find any problems with this tweet and I'm like how like literally the tweet is nobody asked for this like what <laughs> i think they didn't take it like just too serious yeah so basically twitter is required by german law to provide notice to users who are reported by people from germany so that's the only reason oh. like they actually got in touch with like they sent me an email and i was just like i woke up this morning after like one of the worst birthdays of my life and i was just like oh what the fuck and so I was just like, okay, this is weird. But, you know, uh, you know, Germany has its own problems. So, you know, maybe somebody was really sensitive that day, you know, with all the flooding and stuff going on there. And that was probably, you know, the reason that they had filed a complaint about the Oh, tweet. my God. I don't know. So, it's very strange. Just to show you guys how my mind works. Her mentioning <laughs> flooding brings me to today was like the opening ceremony of the tokyo olympics right yes bruh why was it that whenever like for the announcers whenever it was like a european country or or so they would tell you oh this is this is like their delicacy this is like what they've been doing too but it was like an african country or india they're like they have lost 24 people 24,000 people with covid they're running down nothing positive i was like bruh y'all for real like it's so difficult for me as a jamaican to watch like the olympics on the u.s channels because like you're only getting like a u.s take you know but anyways yeah i heard though it was like that for cbc as well which is the canadian broadcasting channel so it wasn't just the american media it was like this weird thing that they're pushing and it's crazy because i'm like okay so why when canada was going by in their roots i assume it's roots uh they why didn't you just put up like oh we just found all these dead bodies you know from these like why didn't you put that up because i'm sure you could have put that up or like with america why didn't you put up all of their numbers for like the deaths from covid like you know people don't understand it's not just like the macro like overt racism stuff the microaggressions are really like really dangerous Mm -hmm. it's like when you know they they report like a a white man has murdered his family it's always like a family photo that they show where everybody's smiling and yet anytime it's a black person they always find the worst photo that they could possibly find or they doctor it as we've seen uh and it's just like insane because it's like this stuff is just as harmful as your like 
calling me the n-word like this is just as harmful yeah you know no, like, it is it, this is like a brainwashing tactic and i'm like i'm happy that people spoke up i'm not watching the olympics uh i will watch jamaica run i will watch i mean i only watch, actually that's like, it i'm just gonna watch jamaica run <laughs> i mean to be fair like i enjoy the olympics just because i like enjoy watching sports and stuff but like I will, I'll like obviously what I'm really interested in is any event that Jamaica competes in, right? Because you know Jamaica yeah. first and oh, foremost. Oh, tennis! I'll also also watch tennis because Novak's there and Andy Murray's there and uh, Naomi's there, so I I will absolutely watch tennis. Yeah. As well. So like it I like watching. There. Yeah. I watch like like I'll I'll be watching like swimming because I I love watching the swimming. I love yeah. the gymnastics, and I love track and field. Um, and the funny thing is that like Jamaica does have people competing in each of those events. As yeah, well. I saw that there's um, a gentleman who's trying to like be the first Jamaican to get to, to get a medal in boxing or something. So I'm actually really mm-hmm. excited to see that as well. Um, I do like Canadian Olympics fashion because we did get it from H um, the Hudson's Bay Company or Roots. So usually like it is pretty nice. Um, yeah, not like the ghetto American. So, like there's certain and, events that I'll yeah. definitely be watching, but then others I'm not. Like, like I'm not gonna watch rowing. Like I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not gonna watch equestrian stuff. No, I don't care. You know, I'm just gonna like for me, the Winter Olympics is a little bit better, even though Jamaica doesn't really compete. But like, yeah, Canadian sports, I always watch hockey at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I always watch, I always watch like, the and figure skating. Figure skating. Yeah, but like, but, like for well, me, like, Jamaica I love them some figure skating. So yeah. <laughs> I love like, um, so like for the winter, like, like for the winter, for like those other sports that are like the weightlifting and the. Yeah. Um, like the the soccer and basketball and stuff. I only watch the finals for those, so I don't watch like the heats, you know. But like for yeah. track and field and like gymnastics and stuff, I watch the heats for those because I'm like I need to, you know. But anyway, I just I just thought it was just like weird that like that was like something that they were doing. Like it was just so unnecessary. But back to Kungsu, why are you not giving me no re R and B album, bro. Like maybe, maybe it's just a it waste is. of my time. Maybe the sing the t- the single that like SME decided on is not R and B, but the album is. Maybe that's gonna be it. So I'm gonna definitely wait. I mean, Key's also coming out with an album. I really, really liked his his title track, like his debut title track with Crush. And I so I mean, I think that I'd be excited to see what Key has to bring, and then JB. So I mean, it's it's like. Kyungsoo next week, I think. Key in August. JB in August. So I think it's going to be really good. I don't know if our J- JB is going to have a full, like a physical album. Um, if he does, I'll buy, I'll buy that. I bought Ribbon. I didn't get yu gi album and I kind of feel bad about it, but also like it's my money and I work very hard for it. Uh, so, <laughs> so, and I mean, my love for Bam Bam knows no bounds, no, no reason. So like I had to get his album. Uh, JB, I do really, really love JB. Like JB is like my third favorite member. I did hear that um, Young Jay is coming out with an album. So I'll have to get Young Jay's album because Young Jay is my second favorite member of, of GOT7. So it's, yeah, I'm definitely going to probably get those three. Jackson's I definitely know I'm not going to get. I mean, I love you, Jackson. I really do. But I'm just not going to pay for it. <laughs> and Mark's, I know I'm not going to pay for Mark's album. Uh, I'm actually, I'd be surprised if I actually liked any of Mark or Jackson's music, to be quite honest with you, because I haven't liked anything really that they've done. I did love me leaving you from Jackson that came out earlier this year, but not enough to like really listen to it like often. Oh know? my God. Okay. So speaking of Jackson, like, yeah. yeah. So like speaking of like 
Chris Wu, though. Have Ugh. you seen what's been going on? You know, I unfortunately have seen it. Um, I, you know, I am an XOM stan. I love XOM. I think it is a superior XO. And I have always supported Chris Wu, you know, fellow Canadian. But uh, I think it had, like, when those photos of him at the theater came out earlier this year and people were just like, that's not the only girl that he's been with that's kind of young. I was like, yep. that was actually the first time I had heard of it, like, to be quite honest. And that put me on red alert. I was like, mm, I need to monitor this situation closely. And so seeing that his ex had also released all that information, it was basically like, bitch, you're going to go to jail if you don't retire. I'm kind of just like, okay he's an actual predator like he is a gross human being and i mean i can't say i'm like that surprised mostly because i don't like i've never been one to be like you know i know these idols i know they would not ever do something like this so like same i i kind of like i've always admitted that i don't know these people like they're just celebrities that i like you know admire sometimes definitely thirst after you know um i've never really been like i know this person completely i would say honestly personally the only idols there's only two idols that i have ever felt like if they really fucked up i would actually generally be surprised and that's jonghyun r.i.p and um iu i feel like I don't like yeah we we had this conversation where we were like like the idols that you don't think would disappoint you and honestly yeah I still don't even think any I don't like I think that Jonghyun was probably like the only one that I would think would never disappoint like would never do something like that was that disappointing like IU I'm still not sure about to be honest like I'm not and like Chris Wu, I'm gonna be honest I never really liked him and I know people are gonna be like oh you're only saying that now because of you know this situation and stuff but i feel like i've told you this as well as well as other people noticed that a lot of people were kind of like fuck that dude for a while i never really felt that way but you know like i i do understand it's like with sungri right like sungri was my favorite but like i always like when, when everything was going down i was like you know i'm not surprised like i'm actually not surprised that you did all of these things allegedly you know um I mean, like, for me, what I liked about you was not your personality, per se. It was sort of just, like, your image and the products mm-hmm. that you put out. So, like, I think, yeah, yeah, like, for me, when it come, when it came to Chris Rule, I just, like, that was never something that I liked or, like, really seen. Like, I, I didn't think he was attractive. Um, I just, like, like, especially because he was kind of, like, the catalyst, too, of, like, the whole um, EXO breakdown as well where I was just like I don't know there's just some, there was just like something that like just never really clicked to me and then like I remember during the golden airplane which is like his drama that was that's supposed to come out where he that he has with Yang Zhu and like Yang Zhe um and like that whole like thing where it was like both of their fan base basically like fighting against each other to like get top billing and like it just like seemed like such a messy um situation that I was just like there's just like something that just was not vibing well with me like of the three of them well actually of the four of them right now that are promoting in dramas I like Yishin the best the best out of them right um and then like he's not he's not without his own problems okay yeah exactly (laughs) 
but like i also think that like like when chris rule like i forgot who he recorded he recorded like a either he recorded a song or he defended some one of those like musty ass like chris brown type rappers and i was just like but the sad part is like i really don't like unfortunately i don't think this is gonna affect his career much like and that's no, the sad part. It looks like they're already sort of manipulating the, the system to get him yeah. off. So I mean, I'm not surprised. For me, I mean, I'm done with him. If you don't want to be done with him, that's your prerogative. I don't. That's your like, prerogative. Point, you can do whatever you, you want. Whatever you want to do. You, I'm done though. Like, I'm doing what feels morally right to me, and that I can live with, and I can understand. I can stomach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But absolutely, ugh. absolutely. I mean, Whatever. It's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally over it. Yeah. Okay, so I actually this week just listened to Luna's song Paint the Town. Paint the Town? Okay. What I the fuck is town. that? <laughs> yeah. It's it's I, it's growing on me. I would say. I blame Teddy so much for this shit. Like, you don't even understand. Like, <laughs> I think... very Blackpink, right? I yeah. think Teddy is a menace to society. Ever since he came out and he released Blackpink, like, everyone's just been doing this, like, Mafia in the Morning, like, Paint This Towel. And I'm just like, why? Why aren't we having real choruses anymore? Like, why? Because I'm a Mafia. Bye. Mafia. I love that song. Like yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing though. I feel like a lot of these songs do eventually grow on you. Like, yeah. does it grow on you because it's good, or does it grow on you because you've just listened to it so much now that like you're conditioned to thinking, oh wait, this kind of bops. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I don't think it's either of those. Like for Mafia in the Morning, I actually really liked it when I first heard it. Like, oh, I, me, I, it I was... disliked it so much. Like, no, no, I hated it. the song. <laughs> but me, I loved it. I, it was so But immediately, I knew that I would... I knew it would grow on me, right? Yeah. Like, even though I hated it, I knew it would grow on me. Same thing for Next Level. Even though I disliked it I very heavily when, it when I first heard it, I knew it was going to grow Watch on it, me. Uh-uh, because, out. like, of the way it is... Watch it. Well, uh, work it, work it, work it. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? So you know how Dreamcatcher is coming like soon. I like yeah. was thinking back to the release that they did this year, and I was like, I don't even remember how it sounds. Like I can't even. Odd Eye, Odd Eye is garbage. That's why. Um, last year when they came out with Scream and Boca, they were much better singles. And yes. then before that, obviously, was Deja Vu. So like that, like the Deja no, Vu. No, like um, listen, Scream, I feel like they Boca. they very like Dreamcatcher as a group. They steadily had amazing singles and albums, right? They had yes. like the singles and the minis. Um, I would say like the like before like um before like before Odd Eye, I would have said their weakest was probably. Hold on, let me just look it up real quick. Like, I'm just going to look up what their <laughs> list of singles were. Because I, I know what I want to say, but I'm, like, waiting a little. Because I'm just, like, going to look it up to see if that is actually the one that I dislike. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I just want to yeah, make I, sure. I get that. I, like, for it's weird because like, what comes to mind automatically is you and I. And I don't think you and I is even their, like, weakest 
you and that's no remember. that's what i was gonna say like that's oh, what i was gonna that's say funny. <laughs> that's, funny. that's the one that's i was gonna one say comes to mind yeah like that's the one i was gonna say but i just wanted to make sure that that was actually the right one that i was think like like that it was actually because i think that i would say that that was the one yeah yep you and i because like mm-hmm. I liked I liked um Chase Me, um Good Night, yeah. Fly High, What, Piri, Deja Vu. I love those. And you and I is the one that I was like, oh, you know. But after them playing Odd Eye, I was like, that's definitely their weakest. Because like yeah. I can't remember like at least you and I can remember it's like, oh you not you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. remember what Odd Eye is like any I don't remember the melody nothing of Odd Eye. I was just like not good see with you and I I really liked the music video and remember that was the one where um she was the rapper's name um Demi 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 had that like stick thingy like that magic trick kind of thing so like I really did yes the era of you and I but it's like but the song itself was not yeah 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 and it's funny because like I would say Piri and like you know chase me and stuff like that when I first heard them when I first heard them I was like "Mm." oh really Oh my god, like okay, so I actually got into Dreamcatcher Good Night Era because I saw them on um what's that what's that show called? The one what's it called? Uh it, uh um with Jimin and Jay. On Pretty Rap Star? Wait, what? No, the it was uh what's it called like oh, Air After Pop? School Club? After School Club. Yeah. I saw them on After School Club and that's when I really like and I and I really liked the the energy that they were giving. Like um so that's when I start like that's when I got into them. So I've been with them for every era since, right? So Chase Me was the only era that I didn't witness. Good night and all of them. And I really, really liked um like Good Night and Fly High and Piri. Yes. I loved Piri on like right away just because I liked the way that like they were like period like I just thought it was just so nice but I still like hold such a special place in my heart for sleepwalking because that song was phenomenal mm, I'm trying to think you know you know I, I know the song girl. I know the song I'm just like that was a good album just in general though oh like, it's so good yeah because that Uh-oh. was fly high right <laughs> Yeah, um, I meant I to mute say... myself when I was taking a bite of this chips. Because <laughs> you're always eating chips. Yes. Uh, I for, for me, I love Sahara. I love Into the Frozen. I love. <laughs> I love that song so much. Really? Okay. So from this, um, from this Sophia, my favorite was Black Hair White. Because I just love like black or white, black or white, like it yeah, has that like so... MJ influence too, right? Yeah. Yep, that's why it was my favorite from um that album. Like I, I've I had like that. like like favorites from like different albums, like like um freaking like um from the Boca. I love can't get you out of my mind <laughs> from Rate of a Dream. It's silent night. Silent <laughs> night is like I call it sleep. I call it I call it sleepwalking's like older sister because like it's the same vibe. <laughs> like that is like one of the best b sides that they have ever but i like them on. as a group yeah. i enjoy them so much you know what's funny Absolutely. i actually did go back and listen to like 
um them when they were minx which um which why did you come my way and it was actually yeah. not that bad i actually really like it, it was funny <laughs> the red, the, 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 i was like laughing but anyways uh, i'm i'm excited to see what they come back with because like uh odd eye was not it it was not the vibe it was not um i definitely think they'll come out with something a lot better do you think do you think so I, you know how I saw like that post that was like, oh, girl groups, this is what you've missed this year, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, all, or like boy group sense, this is what you've missed this year, and it's like all the girl groups that, um, no, I'm not usually one to praise men because you know I don't like to give people edit um egos, but I actually do think that boy groups were better this year so far. think of what I've been listening to mostly this year that came out from K-pop and I do think I do agree I have listened to boy groups more than I've listened to girl groups in terms of the songs that they've come out with because I didn't like Dreamcatcher's um comeback obviously it's a sister the Miss A's all the all the groups that you know the staples are not debuting this are not are not coming like, out with comebacks like yeah. Alcohol free wasn't really a vibe. Oh, like really Luna's wasn't. wasn't really a like. It just felt, and then it felt like a lot of like, especially when you watch that video. Like it just felt like all the songs were the same songs, you know, just like sung by different disagree groups. With that. I would disagree with that because I did watch the whole video, and even by the time they got to Dreamcatcher, they were at like diff- They were at very different genres, so the genres are different. They're I mean, the genres. I guess yeah. the the genres could be different or like were quote unquote different, but then it just it just felt like the same vibe overall. Maybe the it songs was like didn't slap. No, they just the songs yeah. were just. Not you know as what I think it was. You know what I think yeah. it was. I think it was also that. Even though the even if the genres like the genres were different, the music videos and everything were still the same. Like it was still this, like everyone was still doing the same aesthetics for a majority of them. Like I felt like like a lot of what was released this year was in the context of the um like house DP pop type sound, you know what I'm saying? And it was fine. Like personally, I think that boy groups did have a little bit more flavor because I felt like a lot of them released like um like more hyper songs or more okay but like i was saying yeah so anyways um i feel like the boy groups released just like more like not like hyper songs but just like more songs that were or just like more songs that were like you could you're gonna remember this maybe next year you know what i'm saying like you like these are more songs that would actually that actually stuck to me anyways it's like i loved golden child's release this year i loved um onf releases this year i and it's all it was actually the groups that were like the quote-unquote nigga groups that i thought released such good songs this year compared to like this the groups that had like big companies behind them and i'm gonna call it out I'm gonna tell you, BTS's songs this year were trash. I mean, I liked Butter. Don't get me wrong, I did like Butter, but like. Okay, but here's the thing: Did you like Butter, or did you like the instrumental for Butter? Because the <laughs> instrumental was from Queen song, so that's what I found that people thought was the catchiest part of the song, and not their lyrics. Um. Ooh. Damn. Ooh. You bring a good point. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, like, like Butter. Yeah, but that's the instrumental. You see, you don't remember the lyrics, but you remember. The lyrics. Okay, so there you go. 
Um, yeah, for me, I would say it's a mixed bag because I did list. I did really like Next Level. I did really like Mafia in the Morning. I did really like um, Where Are We Now? But on the flip side, the songs that I did generally listen to more was boy groups. And that's not something that is normal for me. So, like, no, I love me too, Chinese, though. Don't Call Me. I love their EP. Taman's Advice is probably the song that I've listened to the most this year. Got Seven's Encore. I really like, liked um, 17's album, their, their EP. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Illa Illa from B.I. is another song that I listen to a lot. Obviously, like, uh, Ribbon and, like, Yugem's release and JB's release. Uh, okay, you know, but, like, like see, so maybe, so maybe, yeah. maybe you, maybe you didn't, like, you just listened to, like, like, maybe you had, like, a lot of faves that released this year. But, like, yeah. for me, personally, like, as, and as someone who is definitely, like, a, self-proclaimed like you know I don't really like boy groups because I I used to always complain that I feel like they all give me the same variety of like things yeah but like I really like for me like I loved um I enjoyed one is no diggity golden child burn it like what you liked one is no diggity yeah no I did I liked burn it I liked um, Beautiful Beautiful. I liked Sixes Cinema. I liked um, freaking like Teardrop by SF9. I liked Love Song by TV- TXT. Like I just found myself really enjoying and remembering more boy group songs than I did girl group songs. And like for me, the only reason I remember like Mafia in the Morning is just because it's itsy. And that's like the only, like I can't tell you how I felt listening to it or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the only time I remember it is when someone says the name. That's the only time I remember it. Next Level is probably, like, the only girl group song I actually genuinely remember. Mm, okay. No, I get that. I get that. Um, I mean, for, it, it's been a mixed bag. I feel like the songs that were released up until, like, maybe June-ish were all very strong or, or strong-ish. I feel like the last month, nothing has really dropped that has been good. Uh, Taeyeon's weekend is a joke. I don't care what anybody wants to tell me. It's I call it. I I mean, I liked it just <laughs> because like it's just like simple. <laughs> but I call yeah. it. Yeah, I called it like Doge. I I basically was like, oh, say so, but like yeah. the Korean version. Um, I think so. I yeah. did. I yeah, but whatever. Um, any last <laughs> things that we want to talk about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I will say that um, I thought by now I would not be as into God 7, but it is still as strong as it ever was. Because um, 2pm dropped, and I mean, I paid attention. I was there. Uh, you know, I liked... Want was a decent... <laughs> I don't think, think it was anything that crazy special. I don't think it really stood out. But uh, is it must or want? I can't even remember the name of it. It was all right. Okay. Um, it was great to see them when they performed Hands Up at their showcase. I was emotional because I felt like it was, you know, it, it felt really nostalgic, but like really not at the same time. It was a really strange feeling watching them perform that, like after the song's been out for like seven, whatever years, you know, um, like more than that, actually. You know, I'm like trying years. to think about it. And I, I'm like, yeah. like, was... I'm trying to like, think. I feel like overall, this like half of 2021 has been a better music year than 
like the last like three years combined all of 2020 but i also feel all like of 2020 for sure <laughs> but i also feel like i've enjoyed more western releases than i have k-pop releases so i don't know that's like um, something too I, I can see that like i definitely feel that i am mixing west and east music a lot more this year than i did last year like last year i had a lot of very strict playlists but mm-hmm. like i find like on this like this year when i make a playlist for whatever reason or if i'm like changing one up like oh, it i have a like very a specific, mixed bag i have i separate my music <laughs> like the only time I my do, music like, is I, mixed. I usually do like the only time I, no, I usually do because I have to be in like specific moods for certain songs. So like I do have one playlist that I call my um cruising through white neighborhoods playlist, and that song that playlist <laughs> does have like like that one will have like a mixture of songs in. But for the most part, I do compartmentalize. So I do have like a K-pop 2021 playlist, and I have like R&B 2021 playlist, and like stuff like that. And then the thing is, like, because you know how, like, with Apple Music, what it does is, like, things that are your most played, it moves it over to your most played playlist. So then sometimes I'll pop that in because I'm, like, that's when, like, you hear, like, your different genres that you play and stuff like that. But I'm sorry. I just don't know why I went on that rant that tangent no no no, no. i think it's a good actually i think it's a really interesting discussion because like i like i i used to as i said i used to like really compartmentalize my playlist in like you know this is my favorite k-pop this is my favorite osts this is my favorite well whatever. i i mean i do but that last, too. like i have i do yeah. have like a separate like k-pop overall playlist and a k-pop yeah like and a different like ost place and stuff but i think because of the blog in which i do have i like tend to do my, like, mid-year pickings and my end-of-year pickings, I have to, like, put in the, like, songs that I like so far from K-pop 2021 so I can then decide, oh, from these songs, this was my favorite and this was my f-. You know what I'm saying? Like, I-, I do it as a part of, like, homework. But then I have my overall playlist as well that, like, where it's, like, songs that I really vibe to and enjoyed, which you heard me listening to earlier. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I get that. I get that. But I think like the last couple of years specifically, I've started just mixing it. So like when I went to the gym a lot before um, the whole COVID thing, like I had a specific gym playlist and it had like Little Mix to Blackpink to like Bobby, not Bobby, sorry, to Amino to like, it was like a, the, a really like to, to reggaeton. The like, pipeline like, a really of being mix. a Little Mix, the pipeline of being like a Little Mix and to a... Um, Blackpink fan is like non-existent because it's, <laughs> it's just a straight yeah, line. But, like I was yeah. listening to like solo, and then like Spotify tried to guess the next song to play, and they decided that it was gonna be "Woman Like Me" by Nicki Minaj. And then like I yeah. looked through like what the rest of like its recommended was, and it was all like Little Mix and Blackpink songs, and I was just like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah not no, interesting I just, like for me like as i said like i've i've really started to mix i think because k-pop is so like on trend in in a lot of cases like mm-hmm. um it, but more of an imitation sort of standpoint it's really easy to sort of like mix it now than it was like back in 2010 you know where k-pop uh, I, was its own yeah. distinct sound yeah and yeah it's i not agree as much 
yeah so i think that's yeah no absolutely so like me and my friend we so like you know spotify allows you to do blended playlists and so like we have like a blended playlist together where it just like it combines both of our tastes and it's like oh this is something that we think both of you will like and so like it plays things like you know they put a couple k-pop songs on it and then my friend's like yo that k-pop song beautiful beautiful it was bussing i was like "Eh, (laughs) yes But anyways, um, any other topics you want to discuss before we wrap up? Uh, I think that was about it. I don't think that there's like, I feel like we've already been off topic enough in other areas that it doesn't really, it doesn't really, like there's not really much else to talk about. You know, you could talk about Love Island. I could talk about that seven, but we would be here for like five hours. So yeah, I mean, we've okay. already um, technically been here for five hours. Technically, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will definitely do better next time. Uh, <laughs> I am not. In we say that movie. every time. Every time we're like, guys, we're going to do better. They're going to like just not listen to us anymore. Believe us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, with the way that we have both been drinking and you um, consuming, you know. You know, with the way we've uh, both been drinking. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> this episode could actually have been a lot more messy than it was so i'm actually i agree about it you know i agree um, I definitely we didn't, had we didn't some like do anything else yeah you know what we had some so you know what guys um yeah email us at soju chronicles at gmail.com yes. <laughs> you can tweet us at soju chronicles uh you know where to find me or nikki and or i guess or and nikki And yeah, thank you for the time and we hope you enjoy your day. Bye. Bye.